This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham. Welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Manoj Govindraj, who lives in the United States. He is a professional musician. Great having you, uh, Manoj. Welcome. Yes, George. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and welcome to everyone who is listening to this conversation. So, uh, Manoj, uh, you grew up in India, and at a mm-hmm. certain point of time, relocated to the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the story behind all this? I think it was around two thousand two. My friend who was living in Chembur, Mumbai, that is where I grew up. She had gone to the US, yeah. and uh, she contacted me, uh, and she said that my husband and his partner they are going to start a non-profit organization for music, dance, and yoga. Yeah. and they needed somebody who could teach hindustani music yeah would you be interested uh, so i said okay uh, i was not doing that badly at that point of time in india i had a few tuitions i had a part time job and uh, i was also actually working with uh, shilpi uh, whom of course we all know uh she had a a a computer company doing yeah. uh, web accessibility testing so i was uh, in fact if i were not a musician i think i would have been in computers so because that's really my hobby and i love technology so i was working with her and i was doing okay at that time not great but i was doing okay yeah but then this opportunity came by and i thought okay let's just try this and then i said uh, okay i'll like to give it a shot and then so the process began so in 2000 to uh one of the in charges who had started this organization he came over to mumbai and you know my dad had very meticulously gathered all my documents he was extremely methodical so he had all my certificates and you know all the paper cuttings and everything he had put together and and then when uh, the gentleman saw all the documents he said you know let's apply for a p3 visa which is a performing artist visa yeah So in two thousand three, the process started, and then uh, in two thousand four, uh, beginning of two thousand four, uh, they called me from the US and they said that you know, uh, okay, your uh, visa has been approved in the US. Now it has to be stamped uh, in the consulate in India. Yeah. So then they said our attorney will call you and he will coach you as to how to uh, answer questions during the interview. I said okay, fine. In the meanwhile, I got a, a appointment uh, to submit all the documents at the uh, VFS. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they are I, the people whom uh, the American embassy sub uh, contracts the sub- visa visas. procedures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, so I got a date. to submit all my documents there so i went there and then they saw uh, the documents and so i had told the people in the us that okay i have got a date i'll be submitting the documents and then i'll wait for uh, the call from the attorney so that he can coach me 
So I said, so so then me and my father, we went and then they took all the documents and then the gentleman who was there, he just casually asked me, your documents look pretty good. Like, are you ready for an interview today? I said, okay. So like me and my father, so my father looked at me and he said, okay, what do you say? I said, you know, see, you know, uh, uh, I have always believed in that, you know, that gut feel and you know, that some, some supreme power, which I feel that always uh, controls and guides me is what I have always experienced right from my childhood. And so I just said, you know what, let's just give it a shot. At the most, what will happen, it'll be rejected, you know. So let's, let's, let's just give it a shot. And then we said, okay, we are ready for the interview. So then we stood in the line and then, you know, my turn came and then she just asked the usual questions as an American lady. And then, so apparently P3 visa was a visa which was quite misused, unfortunately, at that time by some group of artists. So they were very, very careful about giving away uh, those kind of visas. So, you know, she just asked me a few questions and then, so probably she wanted to make sure that I'm a legitimate musician and I know what I'm doing. So she, she, she asked, okay, what, what, what instrument, like, do you play any instruments? So I said, okay, yeah, I play the harmonium, which is the Indian keyboard. And then she just asked, okay, so do you know a harmonium shop in Mumbai? Like if any harmonium gets damaged, like, is there a shop that repairs harmoniums? I said, wow, that's interesting. That's totally in my alley. I knew I, I knew the answer to it. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just answered that question. And then she said, okay, you're all done. You can collect your passport. So we had gone to just submit the documents there. And we came back with the visa, you know, that was the amazing part. And then, you know, when we told the people over here, you know, they were absolutely shocked. So I said, you know, forget about your coaching and everything. I'm done. I got the visa already. <laughs> so, and then, you know, that's how it happened. And then on March 6th, 2004, I came to the US and then, yeah, that's the time since I'm here. Manoj, uh, tell me a little bit about your life in India, meaning uh, mm -hmm. uh, what did you do? What did you study? And uh, when did you actually lose your eyesight? I was born blind. My parents, I mean, they accepted it. Of course, my parents, they were absolutely keen that I should not lose even a single year because of my disability. Yeah. So then they put me in um, Mata Lakshmi School for the Blind at Sion when I was three. And then I did my pre-K there. Yeah. Um, and then at the age of six, I went to the Victoria Memorial School for the Blind, uh, where I studied until fifth fifth grade, fifth standard. Uh, in, in both those places, I was living in a hostel. So I would go there on Mondays and come back on Fridays. Yeah. So many people said, you know, why should he be put in the hostel? They questioned my parents, but they were absolutely keen. They said that, you know, he should know the integrity of life uh, at this age and you know he should really learn to uh, be by himself be independent because you never know when that will come in handy in his future life after i finished my fifth standard then my parents decided that probably now it's the right time for him i was 11 then so then they decided now he, he can be integrated with the regular mainstream schooling so uh, very close to my house uh, there was very very amazing school Swami Vivekanand school. So that's where I got admitted for sixth standard. That's when I think my real journey like started because that is when I actually got introduced to the real world, you know, the world of sighted people, the world of 
boys and girls being together because Victoria Memorial School for the Blind was only a boys school. So that was one experience. And of course, parallelly, I was doing music. I always wanted to do music because, uh, you know, when I was small, uh, I used to sing. And apparently my dad said that when I was three, when I was taken to Shirdi, everybody stopped singing. And then I suddenly began singing. I, I was always singing and then I was giving all those private exams in music. So by the time I had completed my 12th standard, I had already completed the private graduation in music called the Visharad. Right. So my dad said, okay, you've done this, but then, you know, there is really not much income in this field. So do you want to like take up something and maybe do music as a side thing? But I was extremely clear. I said, no, I wanted to do music. I went to the Mumbai University Music Department in which I did my Bachelor of Fine Arts and Master of Fine Arts in Music. Uh, fortunately, by God's grace, um, you know, I did well in Masters. I uh, got the first rank in Masters in 1999 in the university. I got a part-time job uh, in a school in Sion uh, where I was teaching music. I, I was going there twice a week. Uh, and then in the meanwhile, what happened was in 2000, yeah. Uh, Indian Association of Visually Handicapped, IAVH, they started this computer course uh, uh, in the same building where my music department was. So I took up this course. In fact, my parents said that, you know, why don't you try this course? And believe me, when I did that course, I really fell in love with computers. You know, I thought that, wow, this is so amazing. Shilpi, after uh, a couple of years, after we finished the computer course, she contacted and she said, would you be interested in doing this? I said, yes, definitely. And believe me, I was actually earning more in that job than my music job. <laughs> if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the Iway National Toll Free Helpline number 1-800-5320-469. The number is one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine. Let's switch back to the United States. So you landed up in the U.S. So what was the early days in the U.S. like? It was actually difficult in the sense that uh, it took a while for s students to come, right? Yeah, yeah. So from that point of view, it was a little difficult because I had to just spend the whole day waiting in the school, but. The good point that happened in that was, and I, I al I've always believed in that, some sort of a spiritual power which uh, has controls, guided controls me throughout life. my life. Right. And I think it, 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 it all happens for a reason in the hindsight when we look at it later. Yeah. That during that time when I was waiting in the school, I would just start my Tanpura and I would just do Riyaz. And, you know, I would just sometimes just sing or just even do what we call mental riyas, you know, just like focusing on uh, the depth of music, just the notes and the tanpura sound going on in the background. And so uh, that really helped my musical growth. And then gradually uh, students increased. And then, uh, you know, because of students increasing, a few of them became good friends. So they began helping in certain situations. And, you know, and then when my parents came to the US in 2005, I had already developed a good group of friends who were also students. So 
when my parents needed to go somewhere, like if they had to buy some grocery and you know all that, they would help. So it was like a family that developed basically. And you know, uh, till date, all those friends are like my extended family here. You know, in uh, New Jersey. Of course, I'm not living in New Jersey anymore. I'm in Colorado now, Denver, Colorado. So the uh, early years was essentially uh, uh, teaching and training people to become musicians. Yes, yes. and also uh, performing. Um, they, uh, uh, they would also like arrange for uh, a few performances so that people would know me. And then uh, they would basically market me there saying that, hey, you know, we have this person teaching Hindustani music. And then, you know, he's also ready for performances. So then that's how performances also started to happen. And yeah. So you uh, perform only Hindustani classical music or you also sing uh, Bollywood and uh, guzzles and that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, yes, I do. So I do Hindustani classical music. I do bhajans, ghazals, uh, Bollywood songs, mostly old Bollywood songs, not the newer ones. Uh, and then I do uh, music in other languages also, like Marathi, uh, mainly. And then um, I venture into a little bit of Bengali music just recently. And uh, Malayalam, of course, is my mother tongue. So I... I don't sing many Malayalam songs, but uh, I, I, I sing in Malayalam. So uh, different languages, but mainly uh, bhajans, ghazals, and uh, Bollywood and Marathi. And uh, uh, your singing uh, in concerts, is it restricted to New Jersey, New York, that area, or you travel across the US? Oh, yeah, 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 across the US. In fact, uh, uh, just... Uh, this week, I'll be again going to New Jersey from Colorado, and then I have gone to Florida. I've, I've gone to many states in the U.S. for performances uh, over the last 19 years. And uh, many a times I have to tell people that, you know, do not hesitate to call me just because I am visually impaired because I can travel very, very easily and I love traveling. And then they realize that and then, you know, when they see me going there, they think, feel happy about it. So... So uh, your audiences are essentially Indians or you have uh, international audience? Uh, some of them. In fact, in some of the Ghazal concerts and Bollywood concerts, I have heard people tell me later on that, you know, a few Americans also got tickets and came. So it was, you know, believe me, they come there and I'm told that they would not budge from their place. You know, more than the Indian audiences, they are more attentive, even if they don't understand the word of it, right? But they're just so attentive. And I think it's the power of our music. I don't think it's anything to do with <laughs> uh, with us musicians. It's just the power of music and the magic of our Indian culture and music that has, you know, just uh, pervaded and conquered the world from years together, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's really amazing to know when uh, American audiences attend performances. So 19 years is a long time. And uh, yes. so did you kind of set up your own family while you were in uh, in New Jersey or you're still single? Oh, no. So so I got married in 2006. My wife, she's into IT. And uh, we have a son, 15-year-old. Uh, he's also visually impaired, but uh, he's, he's doing well. Uh, he's uh, catching up. He's also into music. He loves singing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my wife, um, you know, really takes care of him. She really works hard. There was a period when she quit her job just to make sure that, uh, she could be with him 
and then take care of him. I'm curious to know, uh, how did you actually meet up with your wife and uh, meaning, was she a student of yours or a neighbor or a friend of a friend? <laughs> how did that happen? A friend of a friend. No, so <laughs> in 2005, my father put an ad in the paper and many people responded. And then one of them was my wife's sister. Right. Uh, and uh, And then when she responded, and then my father spoke to her and then uh, my father spoke to my wife. And then, uh, so apparently my wife was initially not really interested. So they did not tell her that they were putting an ad and then that they were responding and all that. So <clears throat> so then she met my, my parents initially in Bangalore. And then we talked and then uh, she, uh, the, uh, the people over here who started the music school, uh, yeah. Like I mentioned, their main job was running an IT consulting company. Yeah. So they said that they will bring her on their H1. Right. So now, of course, that took a long time because the consulate in Chennai, which is where my, my wife went for stamping, they would not reject her uh, application, but they would not accept either. So they would keep on asking for documents and it took a long time. Mm -hmm. But then finally she came. And then uh, in January 2006, we got married and then she she worked in the IT and then uh, after five, six years, when our son was about f f you know five or six, she quit her job so that she can be uh, taking care of him. And then now, of course, she's again working in IT. But yeah, that it, it, it was a proper arranged marriage. <laughs> Yeah, so no, no, no story of friend of a friend and uh... <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, or, or a guru sushya no. romance, nothing of that. <laughs> no, not uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You've uh, shifted to uh, Denver, Colorado. Colorado, yes. Uh, now, uh, what exactly do you do at Colorado, Del Denver rather? Denver. So, uh, in 2015, we started our own music school, meaning my wife and me, we both started our own music school called the Swar Ras School of Music. Right. And then we have our website called swar-ras.com, S-W-A-R-R-A-S.com. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, so uh, until 2018, when we were in New Jersey, yeah. people would come to our house for learning music. And then in 2018, we shifted to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, that is another state in the US. Yeah. And again, all the shifting we did was for our son's sake to make sure that he gets the right school. Yeah. Because although there are facilities available in the US, but then it's very important. See, people have this notion that, oh, US meaning, wow, amazing facilities and this and that. But then nobody realizes that every place has its own challenges. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So however good the facilities may be, but there are so many other challenges in the US that are not there in India. For example, just to do your daily chores, we don't have any buys or anything here. We, we, everything has to be done by ourselves. Yeah. So that can be pretty uh, intimidating and time-consuming uh, along with uh, taking care of so many other fronts. Yeah. So, uh, so in 2018, we shifted to Pennsylvania. But then even there, we were not that happy with the school. And fortunately, in 2021, this school in Colorado, they were good enough to uh, accept our son because along with blindness, he has some other uh, developmental delays. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we were trying in many other blind schools, but they would not accept him because he had those delays. But then this school was uh, good enough. And then that is how we had to make this huge move because Pennsylvania to Colorado was a big move because it's almost going from one side of the country to the other side of the country, you know. So, uh, but, you know, we did that in 2021. But when we moved to Pennsylvania and now when we moved to Colorado, the good thing is that all my classes are still continuing online. So even before COVID happened, yeah, I had already begun my classes uh, through online uh, medium. Yeah. So when COVID came, it was nothing new for me. In fact, uh, it actually increased the number of students because many guys were sitting at home and they thought that they could do something like music. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what I do. So we run our own music school. And in fact, now my wife said that, you know, now that you are settled, you take care of your school. And then, so now I am like the sole uh, proprietor of the school. So I do online classes from here all over the world. And uh, fortunately, uh, the students, uh, older students have been retained, newer students have joined. So, you know, by God's grace, going good. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. When somebody joins you as a beginner, uh, normally, how long does he does he or she stick around before he and she he or she feels that they are independent and they can go on their own? It actually depends on uh, how much hard work they put in. Now, uh, I have students who are with me for like more than ten years, and then now they're slowly performing independently and you know teaching also. So it's a good feeling when uh, they do that. You know, when they tell me that, you know, uh, I have begun teaching basics to kids and adults, you know, who just want to learn the basics of music. So it feels good. And then when they tell me that, you know, they performed here uh, and everybody appreciated. So that's a good feeling. And then you feel that. And, and again, you know, when we started the music school, we never had this idea that we have to produce artists. Yeah. Our goal was to produce appreciators. So people should really appreciate the efforts of uh, people who are actually doing music and, you know, really develop the habit of listening to music, you know, especially our classical music and, you know, really uh, appreciate the fact that how much effort goes into uh, this kind of music. You know, when you were growing up and you were learning music, what was your aspiration? You wanted to become a star or you wanted to become a professional to earn your livelihood from music. So honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. I just thought that you know I want to learn music, and I want to be known is what I thought initially. And then obviously because of that, and see in our family there was nobody in in, in music at all. You know. Right. So so then you know the, the obvious thing is like you know parents then they would want me to apply for singing in uh, movies yeah and that's the reason why my 
father took voluntary uh, retirement from his job in reserve bank so that he can go with me to music directors and and you know uh, the irony was like he retired in 96 no i think 95 and then from 95 to 2004 until i went to the us we went to so many places so many music directors you know they would uh, take your cassette at that time we had cassette so yeah. then i would have my uh, music recorded yeah. they would just keep it in their office and then they would just call me and then you know they would call you at 7 and then they would make you wait for 2 hours there and they would come at 9 and they would just speak with you for 5 minutes and they would just praise you wow amazing we will have you in our next project and all that but the next yeah. project would never come <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um yeah but then I, like i said the irony was in 2004 march 6th i went to the us and on march 4th I get a call from this music director's office, uh, Marathi music director's office. Yeah, saying that you know we have a recording on March sixth and we are looking for a new voice. Probably they must have had my cassette in their database. You know, like they keep they keep looking for new singers. You know, and they right. keep collecting cassettes. Right. But the recording was on March sixth, so I said, you know, unfortunately, I'm not available because I'll be gone to the US. Yeah. So in my mind, I was thinking, "Gosh, I tried for so many years, and you know, nothing happened. And when I'm going to the US, the opportunity to sing in films comes. So then that means I knew that you know this was not for me. Uh, so Manoj, uh, uh, would you like to uh, just uh, sing a few lines of uh, of any of your favorite songs in closing? Oh, great! Let me sing this. I mean, the song that first came to my mind was this romantic song, which everybody knows. and that's why i think i i would like to just sing a couple of lines of this okay i will actually start from the stanza uh, so i'm sure uh, people will be able to guess the song immediately sure zulfe hai jaise kaandhon pe badal wonderful wonderful yeah. well uh, manoj uh, great talking to you thank you for taking the time wish you the very best same here thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity i wish ye hai roshni ka karwa this podcast was brought to you by score foundation